Wilson! Happy Victory Monday! Zach Wilson came up big in the fourth quarter, leading the Jets to two touchdown drives and a comeback 24-20 victory in Pittsburgh. Gang Green is now 2-2. Two and two. How did it all happen? And how are we feeling heading into week five? We'll break it all down on a post-game victory edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post, and it's presented by your Tri-State Cadillac dealers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. from Braxton Berrios. Looking left, throwing, touchdown, Corey Davis. He'll give it to Hall. Looking for the end zone, and he, did he get there? And now it has been ruled a touchdown. The New York Jets play come from behind here in Pittsburgh. They go to 2-0 on the road for the first time since 2015. Ooh, welcome to a happy Victory Monday edition of the Gangs All Here podcast, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. This episode of Gangs All Here is presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Go visit your Cadillac showroom today. Get yourself a Cadillac. Those highlights you heard courtesy of CBS. No guest today. It's Jake Brown here alongside my co-host Brian Costello coming from Pittsburgh. I am coming from Atlantic City here at the Ocean Casino Resort. Jets fans favorite words from you are happy victory Monday and then you throw Jake at the end. So four words. They did it again. I mean, they shocked us all. Fourth quarter comeback. Uh, Zach Wilson, very pedestrian for most of this football game. And then he turned on his boogie shoes. 10 for 12, 128 yards, a touchdown. The Brees Hall game winner to put the Jets ahead for good. I don't know if you saw this coming when the score was 20 to 10. And, you know, Zach was like eight for 24 at one point. <laughs> no, I thought it was over, Jake. Um, you know, in the stadium, I don't know if you've ever been to a Steelers game, um, but I'm sure you've seen it before. They play Renegade by Sticks. They sort of do that at a key moment early in the fourth quarter. So when they went up 20 to 10, they played it. And the, play, the place was just exploding. They were so happy to have Kenny Pickett at quarterback. And it felt like, okay, this is over. Like It was the storyline you wrote. You said they're going to put Pickett in and he's going to lead them to win. You wrote it. I almost, uh, I almost, I came close to tweeting something like it's over. And I said, eh, I, I think I tweet something like it feels like it took a turn here. But then the Jets came back. So I think there's two ways you look at this, Jake. You know, the one, the Jets didn't play all that well all game, right? It was it was an ugly, ugly game for most of the day. Uh, like you said, Zach wasn't great uh, for a large chunk of the game. He was good at the beginning, good at the end, but the middle was rough. You know, they, they again made a, some terrible mistakes at the end of the first half that felt like it was going to be costly, but they won the game and they figured out a way to do it. And they scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They came up with a, a huge turnover there. Michael Carter interception to get the ball back. So this is, again, this is another game that we haven't seen the Jets win many games like this. 
in recent years. So you got to be thrilled with it and take it. Uh, I think, you know, if you're taking a long view of it and look, I'm sure Robert Sala, when he looks at it, is not going to be happy with everything that happened in this game. But winning ugly is is still winning. So uh, I think you got to be happy if you're a Jets fan, for sure. I mean, a win is a win is a win is a win. And listen, Zach showed poise in the end. He showed a lot of poise. I mean, when it was fourth and seven, you're like, all right, this thing's over. He converts on a fourth and seven. Yeah. I mean, he made plays and Corey Davis got open and Elijah Moore. That was the fourth down and two big three. Long pass to Wilson on third down to Garrett Wilson. And then the final drive to throw to Conklin, I think it was third and six, third and seven, something like that. And he hit Conklin for the first down. So yeah, some huge plays there. Yeah, the 35-yard Wilson to Wilson connection. We finally saw it. And Elijah Moore early on looked good and it made a couple of big plays. And listen, it was terrible quarterbacks, cause from the Steelers, but you know, it's still we still got to give the Jets defense credit. We got to give the safeties credit. You know, Jordan Whitehead, we were waiting for him to show up. He gets a pick. Lamarcus Joyner hasn't been good. He gets two picks. And you saw something from the secondary that you haven't really seen much of all year. And they're forcing turnovers. And again, a rookie quarterback, his first pass, his first NFL pass. Welcome to the big leagues, kid. Interception on the first pass. Uh, that was him. That was really him. I thought Jake, the pass rush too from the Jets was good. They ended up with three sacks. Uh, I'm checking here at quarterback. They had six quarterback hits. I'm reading that right. It felt like they did a good job. And I also give the defensive coaches credit. They were confusing Trubisky early on, they dropped um, Rankins in the coverage on that first interception that he threw. And it was the tip ball, and but he dropped Rankins back, and then they did it again on another play when he got sacked. Uh, so the, the Jermaine Johnson sack was kind of caused by them dropping the defensive lineman into coverage. So they, they did some different things on defense today, and I thought it was a nice marriage between the coverage and the pass rush. They both did a good job on both ends. And they just didn't make the stupid mental errors that they that they've made in terms of coverage. They still Carl Lawson had a bad penalty, but there was no real coverage mistakes that I saw when when the Steelers converted a big play. It was pretty much just a good play by the Steelers. Yeah, and listen, this was one of those games where I thought it was a toss up. You said twenty seven three. I came a little closer with twenty to seventeen. I thought this was a winnable game and Trubisky finally gets pulled. It took until this week. He's been terrible all season. I completely take back any take that I had in the past (laughs) that I would want Mitchell Trubisky to be anywhere near a starter or backup. At this point, he looks like a third string quarterback and it's unfortunate because I kind of like him. I don't know what it is about him, but he just has not proved himself. And this was a game that could have been ugly for the jets. When you look at two plays, And it's at the end of the first half. The Jets are up 10-3 and a chance to make it 13-3 cause. And Zach Wilson makes one of those, you know, rookie year Zach Wilson mistakes. I mean, that that one was on him. You can't make that throw. You're in field goal range. You're set up to make this 13-3 going to the half. He throws a pick. And then just one of those things where Robert Sala has got to yell at someone. You have to yell at Carl Lawson. And you don't expect that from a guy like Carl Lawson. But to end the half on a Hail Mary to hit Trubisky and give them a field goal, 13-3 becomes 10-6, and you're going to the half thinking, no way they're going to hold on to this lead. I mean, when it got to 2010, you forgot that the Jets were up 10-0 at one point. But that play to end the first half, I mean, we, we talk about a lot of positives. There's been a few of those. Boneheaded play by the Jets just gave the Steelers life. Then when they came out in the third quarter and Jets, I think, went three and out, right? The first series of the third quarter. And then Pickett comes in and it's like, okay, here here it goes. Like, you know, the Jets, Jake went. So after they scored the touchdown to go up 10-0, the next 
one, two, three, four, five, six series went like this, punt, punt, interception, punt, interception, punt. And it felt like, you know, it felt like it was over <laughs> at that point. And, you know, you referenced my pick. I'm sure I'm taking a lot of abuse on Twitter for it. I was wrong. I didn't realize, I didn't think the Jets had the fourth quarter in them. I thought what I saw from Zach Wilson in the middle of the game was kind of what I expected. I thought he'd be rusty in this game. I thought it was going to be a tough one for him to come back in. And I thought the Steelers were better than than this. You know, they the Steelers are they're a bad team. They, they are bad. And without TJ Watt, that defense is really struggling. They just what they they only sacked Zach once. Now they got to him a few more times and he escaped. He showed his escapability, which was pretty amazing today. Um, probably the best thing you saw from Zach Wilson was just his ability to avoid the rush. Uh, especially for all you people who watched Joe, who couldn't stand watching Joe Flacco the last few weeks. Well, yeah, I mean, it was eight for 24, but like a lot of those incompletions were him just scrambling for his life and throwing it away. And I, I was like trying to do a tally of how many times Flacco would have been sacked in that position. Yeah. Like wow. and he got hit a few of those. He threw away, he got hit, avoided the hit, try to find anyone open, couldn't find anyone open. And that's, you know, not just on them. That's on the Steelers. Good secondary there. Yeah. And he found a way to get rid of it. And I think that's that was impressive. You know, that's not something cause that'll show up on the stat sheet. But that's yeah. something that with Joe Flacco, a quarterback. I mean, this could have been a blowout potential. Yeah. Yeah. And Zach got hit six times, according to the stats. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's what we talked about with Flacco is when the pass rush didn't hold up. You know, he couldn't do anything. Zach really showed how he could. And he, he did a great job getting away from the pass rush today uh, several times. He said after the game, he didn't think about his knee once during the game. Uh, I mean, he didn't show any effects from the knee injury. So I think you have to be encouraged by that. And it was good to see Tyler Conklin hold on to the football. You notice <laughs> it when he was catching the ball, he like switched hands and made an extra effort to hold on to it. Josh, let's play Tyler Conklin. What he had to say after the game not the confidence of this Jets team. You know, just in that huddle, you could feel it. You know, everybody was, everybody had the confidence that we we're going to go down there and score. You know, Zach was confident. And I think once they got us that ball back, we knew what we had to do. Conklin, a big part of this offense, cause and again, no C. What, what is the CJ Uzama is like the new Denzel Mims mystery. Do we do we have any idea what's going yeah, on? He wasn't targeted once, uh, right? Yeah, he's not even on the stat sheet. He's healthy and active. I don't get it. Yeah, he played a lot. Like I feel like he was out in the field a good amount, and they they were using two tight ends quite a bit to help the tackle situation. But yeah, he's in the witness protection program right now, Jake. I don't know what's going on there. It's bizarre. And thank God for Conklin. And listen, was Zach Wilson spread the love? I mean, want to talk about where is the love? It was all over the place. Five for Davis, three for Moore, three Conklin, two Wilson, two Carter, two Hall, one Barrios, one to Zach Wilson. And let's talk about that play because Mike LaFleur, finally, we got the Jake Brown special, the double reverse, a.k.a. the Philly special. I'm about 30 minutes from Philly right now. And I was hyped when I saw that, you know, Barrios to Wilson and then the gritty. And speaking of I'm Philly, he did the gritty dance. Shout out to the Jets social media team doing. They did a cool little video of him, like doing the gritty around the globe. Well done by Jets social media, who always does a good job. And they do a lot of good stuff with their video production. So shout out to them. But cause we finally saw trickery it wasn't throughout the whole game. But that really set the tone early on in this football game, bury us to Wilson and clearly have the Steelers defense fooled. Yeah, it was a great play. I, I was talking to somebody before the Jets game, before the game from the Jets, uh, somebody in the Jets front office. And I said, you know, I feel like LaFleur's got to get back to some trick plays like that. When they were rolling last year, he he sort of did that. And I thought it gave them 
just a nice element, a little bit of energy. And uh, you saw it was a great call because we've seen them go with the jet sweeps a lot and the end arounds to Berrios. And this was sort of a playoff of that. I'm sure the Steelers were looking for that. And they all went with Garrett Wilson when he went to, to the left and uh, Zach was wide open. So it's that play at some point, people are going to start expecting that play, I guess, at the goal line, Jake. But I feel like it works almost every time. Yeah, I'd love to see that in the docket every week. Can we can we make that happen every week? Can you and find they ran, time? I mean, remember they ran it with Mike White last year on a two point conversion against Cincinnati. They ran one other trip play that did not work as well, Jake. Right, the throwback from Michael Carter that was a that, that was a could have been ugly. And Zach yeah. again, actually, the cover photo I think for this show is Zach throwing that away where he dives forward. He looks like he's like a hero saving yeah, someone's I'm life. Curious the rule interpretation there because I thought that was a fumble and like you can't just throw a fumble forward. So. I guess they, they ruled it was a pass. I'm interested. I would be interested to talk to a rules official about that play. There was grumbling in the, there was grumbling from the Steelers people. Um, so yeah. So it was a lateral, but so then it's a fumble, right? When he doesn't catch the pass, it's a fumble. So then I don't know the rule though. When a quarterback then picks it up and throws it, they ruled it an incomplete pass, but there was a long huddle with the officials to go over it at that point. So but I, I kind of thought, okay, once it hits the ground, it's a fumble. Uh, and it felt like Zach was just, you know, he was just getting ready. He was I figured just because he was still behind him and behind the line of scrimmage that he's allowed to pick that up and throw it. There was something different. And we, we talked about LaFleur. He didn't get the tight ends involved much because the Conklin to Uzama thing is still a mystery. And we got to give credit to the defense. Again, the pass rush, we said up front, we need to do better up front. Jermaine Johnson with a sack, Carl Lawson with a sack, and Quinnen Williams with a sack. Josh, Let's cue up the Quinnen Williams audio because he had a description for this Jets team that, uh, you know, someone leave people surprised at two and two. Josh, let's play with Quinnen how to say. If we execute, communicate, and go out there and give it all our 100%, uh, we can do big things in this NFL. We got a great team. Uh, we just can't shoot ourselves in the foot, man. That was the biggest thing looking in the, the past three weeks going into this game, which is big and on communicating with each other, um, just big on uh, executing the play that's getting called to our 100% ability. So Bless you. Bless you, Quinnen Williams. We've got a great team, he says. They're two and two, guys. They beat two mediocre football teams in the Browns and Steelers. Are they, uh, Jake, do, help me out here. Are they playing for first place next week? What's the deal? Is What's the standings right now? Uh, I have to show the Bills won. One today. Oh my God. They might actually be three dolphins are three and one bills are three and one Patriots okay. are one and three jets are two. The and New two. York jets are playing for first place. So, so theoretically, if the jets win and the bills lose next week, there's a three way tie atop the division, right? Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> They're not in first on Thanksgiving or Columbus day. They could be in first on Columbus day. How about that? Here's the positive Jake where I'm kidding around about first place. But we're not talking about Tankathon right now. Right? But this is another situation, Kaz, where you go into a home game where they lose this game. There's no energy in the building. Once again, you've stirred up the pot where they might fall flat in the face and lose to the Dolphins. They're probably going to lose to the Dolphins. Let's be real. It's probably going to be the Dolphins first game good. of the Dolphins season. Dolphins are a good team, right? This, this is first game I mean, of the season. Are, I'm not picking them all year. Are the Dolphins the best team they've played, Jake? Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback. With Teddy, uh, ooh, Teddy's return. I think have a the chip Dolph on his shoulder. Dolphins might be the best team they play. I'm trying I mean, to the, the Ravens are the contender, right? The Ravens, and but the Ravens' defense has not looked as good as the I Dolphins. I think the Bengals are probably the best team that they've okay. played. All right. Bengals. It's a toss-up, though. Yeah. But well, I, I didn't even factor in Teddy. You know, prayers to Tua. That when his fingers, they kept showing that video. I, I couldn't even look anymore. That whole thing. That's a story for you know the next show. 
I assume it'll be Teddy Bridgewater because if they throw yeah, they Tua back out, there's no way they're playing Tua this so week. What's, what's the movie where they kept yeah. throwing the guy out with the concussion? Uh, forget the name of the freaking movie, the football movie. They kept throwing him out there, even though he's concussed. You can't do that with Tua. So that's, you know, that's, I think, in fact, listen, Teddy's still good. The Dolphins are still better than the Jets. But that becomes interesting. And the Jets for another, you know, yet another week, they're hanging on by a thread. They keep us interested going to a home game. Finally, one, I think I'm going to watch at home. Two and two, cause I mean, this is so weird to me that they're 500 after four games. Both wins haven't been pretty. They only led 22 seconds and then finally leave for a full, you know, quarter up 10, nothing today. This is the the tide has turned and there's been some frustrating parts about it. Like the Lawson thing, the mistake, the Zach throw, there were frustrating elements to this game, a couple big penalties, but you found a way to win a football game. And these past years, Jets teams haven't been able to do that. So maybe this is different. I'm not going to say different regime, like the giants at three, one, because this is still the same coaches last year and they have lots to fix, but there's a lot more positive vibe a month into the season that we haven't, felt since what 2017 2018 18 they were three and three and then they won one more game the rest of the season so <laughs> it's a cautionary tale. yeah you said the tide is turned i'm not ready to say the tide is turned good wins good wins two wins like we said that they they lost these games in the past few years coming away with wins but you kind of just you need to see them play a little bit better to say oh the tide has turned you know they've turned the corner here i mean because when as good as that fourth quarter was for Zach, looking at the final numbers, Jake, 18 of 36. I'm not very good at math. That's why I'm a sports writer. But even I can come up with 50% there, right? 50% completion percentage, 252 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. One interception, not really his fault. His quarterback rating was a 59. So not great. Um, but the fourth quarter was obviously fantastic. Yeah, a couple of things I haven't addressed here. One, the Jets have a new starting running back. I mean, Brees Hall is this team starting running back. Yeah. He looked good, Kaz. Like and, and behind what I want to get to next, a beleaguer, beleaguered offensive line. Brees Hall is going to take over for Michael Carter and get more carries. He He's the guy, not only as a rusher, but as a receiving back, too. He, he's been fun to watch. What a pick. Yeah, I mean, he 17 rushes, 66 yards. He averaged 3.9 yards a carry. Uh, but I would, I'd like to see the stats of like how quickly he was hit and how many, how many of those yards came after contact. Because it felt like he wasn't getting many open holes to run through. He was just putting his head down and getting three yards, four yards every time he got the ball, and including you know the game winning touchdown when he scored from two out. So yeah, I agree with you. I think you know they always talk about well, we'll ride the hot hand. Well, Brees Hall is a hot hand. So now they did it in this game. Hall got 17 carries. Carter had nine. Carter had three ta- three targets. Hall had six targets. So Hall was the guy today. And I think, you know, he will be for the time being until they see something different. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And that offensive line, you know, I love Brees Hall. He's going to have to run behind. Who knows? What's with Max Can you Mitchell? play tackle? Can you uh, play tackle, Jake? 
No, I, I have no stamina where after like a couple okay. one series, I would need oxygen in the sidelines. Max Mitchell is, is he, does he look like he's done for the year? What's going on there? Uh, I don't know about done for the year. Cause like, look, look, Quincy Williams looked like he was done for the year. Right. And they came out and he was just, just a high ankle sprain, but I saw, they didn't say after the game, they say he's got to get more testing done, but um, in the locker room, he was on crutches. He had a very large brace on his leg. So he's out for a while. I think it's safe to say that. I, I, I don't know about the season. We'll find out, but he's definitely going to be out for a while. And, you know, Dwayne Brown is eligible to come back from IR this week. Uh, he has been out on the field doing stuff uh, on the side. He hasn't practiced, but he's been working with the trainers. So maybe they get Dwayne Brown back this week. And then I don't know what the hell do you do because they moved Elijah Vera Tucker. That was kind of, that was a surprise, Jake. None of us saw that coming. But now do you put Dwayne Brown, if he's back, do you put him at left tackle? And then does Vera Tucker play right tackle? Or do you go back to Vera Tucker at our guard and Connor McDermott plays right tackle? I don't know what they do. But this, the tackle thing's unbelievable, Jake. They just keep getting hurt. I mean, this is now Makai Becton, Dwayne Brown, George Fant, and Max Mitchell all hurt. Yeah. What, what do you think about Connor McDermott's play today? Cause I, I thought there were ugly moments cause, but the guy got hurt during the game and then had to take over for Max Mitchell potentially still being hurt. Uh, I don't think he was as terrible as, you know, we've made him out to seem. He, he had a decently good game today. Connor McDermott, he's played a lot, Jake, in the last few years. I mean, he's been here since 2019. So he started a few, like he started games. He's a guy you can live with for a week. Like if you need to start him for a week, and get through a game, you can get through a game. He had some penalties today. He had two penalties on him. I was not impressed with the Steelers' pass rush very much, Jake. I thought uh, they, they really missed TJ Watt. But you don't want to live with McDermott for five weeks, six weeks. Like that, that's he's not a long term solution, in my opinion. Yeah. So let's let's just simulate now with these injuries, cause you know, what do you predict next? Assuming Dwayne Brown is back, what is the Jets starting offensive line next? Week? I don't know, because I like I said, I don't know what they do with Vera Tucker. Do you really move him to right tackle now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Dwayne Brown would be left tackle if he's playing. That's where he's played his whole career, and they moved Fant for him. Um, so I think he'd be the left tackle. I think you'd probably go with McDermott at right tackle, and you know, take your chances and put Barrett Tucker back at right guard. But I don't know, Jake. It's going to be that's going to be an interesting decision for the coaching staff. Yeah, that's that's going to be the one thing. And Zach running for his life. There were a couple times I was like, how is he okay? I mean, his ankle like twisted back on one where he was running for his life yeah. and he was fine. That's going to be something to monitor here with this offensive. Yeah. Line. And I mean, the keys, Jay, like they, they felt like Nate Herbig was the guy, you know, he played, he, he played a guard with, with Barry Tucker out. They felt like, I think you could look at it. He was better than Connor McDermott, right? They felt better with him on the field than Connor McDermott on the field. So they, they move things around. Do they still feel that way next week with McDermott only has played right tackle instead of left tackle. So it's not Zach's blind side. Do they feel differently? It's going to be interesting to, to see what they come up with. And it wasn't pretty for the offensive line, but they got the job. That's going to be the theme of this season for the jets. It wasn't pretty but they got the job done. And speaking of the offensive line, we would be doing a disservice cause if we didn't mention that, unfortunately the jets lost two offensive line greats in Marvin Powell and Jim Sweeney. Anything about them? Do you, do you remember them as players? I really don't Jake. They were kind of before my time um, a little bit, you know, and I, I mean, I watched 
them in the eighties, but I don't really remember offensive line play. Like, you know, I wasn't, I can tell you about Ken O'Brien and Wesley Walker and, and those guys, but you know, I've just heard a lot of stories since I've been on the beat about how great Marvin Powell is, was, and kind of um, both of them, I think were a little bit underappreciated people. A lot of people didn't know how good they were. Um, you know, when we've had like ring of honor discussions, Marvin Powell's name always comes up and Jim Sweeney started a lot of games for the team. Um, and you, you know, you talk about that lineage at center with the jets going back to John Schmidt, and then more recently with Kevin Mawai and Nick Mangold, but Sweeney's part of that too. If you look at how long he started at center, pretty impressive. So 158 game cause Iron Man yeah. streak. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. Just incredible that they, they, that they were announced together. Both of them. It was kind of like uh what the heck is going on here? The tweet when, that both of them had died. Um, so yeah, sad day for the jets in that regard. And, you know, thoughts and prayers are with Sweeney and Powell's families who, you know, give their guys your roses. You know, we talk about this guy should be in the ring of honor. You want to see teams start to give these guys their roses because you just never know today uh, when you're going to lose someone. And, you know, Marvin Powell was one of the best linemen I've ever seen, said Wesley Walker, who we've had on the show, a physical specimen. He was just good. I just loved him and quote. So thoughts and prayers are with Marvin Powell's family and Jim Sweeney, who we lost because next week we get to talk about the two and two New York jets. We'll preview that game on Thursday. You know, just give me your final thoughts. You know, this is a mixed bag here, but you're leaving Pittsburgh at two and two. I think any jets fan and their mom's going to sign up for two and two after these four games with three with Flacco, with all the offensive line injuries, with Zach going eight for 24, the score is 20 to 10. I think, you know, there's lots to improve on, but it's hard to not sign up for what we've seen so far. Yeah, but you want to improve on two and two, Jake, right? You don't want to, you know, you'd rather improve on two and two than 0 and four or one and three. And I think when you looked at the schedule, I kind of looked at it and thought, okay, Cleveland at Cleveland at Pittsburgh, they could win one of those games, right? I thought they'd get one out of those two. They get both of them. So I think you got to be happy. They came out of the AFC North two and two. When we saw that schedule and everyone was, oh my gosh, AFC North, they could be 0-4, you know? So that was kind of the thought, but they they pull out the two games and it's not pretty, but they, like we said, the Jets have not won many games in recent years. So I don't think you can be really looking at looking for style points right now. You just got to take what you can get. It took a funky turnover down the stretch there to get the ball back. You know, it, it took some bounces. It took a few penalties. But the Jets are two and two. And Kaz, before I close out the show, I, I need a, I need the three famous words. I need some enthusiasm from you. Give, give me the three I'm words. I'm not giving you any enthusiasm, Jake. I'm not on, giving you any enthusiasm. Give me the three words. Let's Enjoy see your Monday. <laughs> I want a happy victory Monday. Let me hear it. Three words. Happy victory Monday, Jake. Let's go. <laughs> I'll close out gangs all here next. Yeah, wish me a happy travel Monday. Happy travel Monday. Did you get Primanti brothers? No, Ugh, what are you, I'm not a tourist, Jake, you know, <laughs> someone else said that to me. They're like, I it's also, overrated. I think, yeah, Serbia, maybe, you know, maybe I would have gone there after the game. If I, if I wasn't getting text, Hey, we're going to do this at eight o'clock. You're going to be back at eight o'clock. I, I got, I got the Mets going on. Blame the Mets for having Sunday night baseball Travis, right now. Travis Darno, just, uh, don't remind me. Up. I don't want to talk about that. You hear about that on amazing, but true. We'll close out gangs. I'll hear next. Hey, I'm proud of everybody. Cause we had a lead. We relinquished the lead, and we brought ourselves back and won the freaking game. That's a freaking NFL win. Hey, I told the defense, bro. I told the defense before the game. I said I got two things for us. I said communicate, and I said empty the 
tank. Oh, yeah. And we empty the fucking tank. Hey, man, I'm proud of y'all, bro. Special teams, offense and defense, bro. It's only up from here, bro. Hey, let's go. Jets on three. One, two, three. That'll say goodnight to episode 111. Gang's all here on New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Josh Crawford for helping me in producing the show. And thanks to the Ocean Resort Casino for having me here. Catch up on all episodes of Gang's All Here, wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon. Give us a five-star rating. Write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify as well. We appreciate it. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio. And you can follow Cox at at Brian Cos. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We'll return on Thursday to preview the Jets matchup with the Dolphins at MetLife Stadium. I cannot believe the Jets will be fighting for three and two on Sunday against Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe they do it. Maybe in a week they're tied for first. All right, let's stop dreaming. Thanks for tuning in to Gangs All Here. We'll see you all Thursday. We got to close out a happy victory Monday podcast with J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Happy Victory Monday, Jake.